But if I'm sewing into, this is just like sewing into being on the conversation, the same conversation, girl, I had no money this month. And what conversations are we having? I'm not sewing into that, right? I'm going to plant a seed of prosperity. That means everything around me is going to come from a place of prosperity. My children are going to, I'm going to speak it over my life. And I know that sounds very cliche, but then what are some of the reasons why we're getting turned down when we go into the financial institutions, right? This week's episode is sponsored by SheHub.TV. Log on to www.SheHub.TV for engaging content dedicated to women. Also check out their quarterly magazine available in print and both app stores. SheHub TV for the fearless female. You are listening to Choosing Her Hustle with your host, Letitia Francis. This is a podcast for Black women looking to turn their side hustles full time. Each week, I'm going to bring you interviews from women who have successfully transitioned from side hustler to full-time entrepreneur. They will be sharing their journeys, the good, the bad, the ugly, as well as the lessons learned along the way in hopes to inspire you to choose your hustle. Let's get this conversation started. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Choosing Her Hustle. Another week, another episode, another amazing guest. Guest, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hello, everyone. I am Angelica Prather, and it's an honor to actually speak to the community of Choosing Her Hustle. (laughs) I actually happen to be a woman on her hustle. Um right now and this season, well, actually for a long time. But for those who are new to me, I am an income strategist for hairstylists and beauty professionals, and I am a business coach. And before I'm any of those things, I am a wife and I am a mother of two beautiful babies. And I get the honor and a privilege to support beauty professionals, Black beauty professionals, through my signature program, Charge Your Worth Academy, uh, which teaches people how to start building their financial literacy and working less and making more using their natural gifts and talents. So that's what I do. (laughs) Yes. Working less and making more. I mean, I'm all about that. So how did you get into becoming an income strategist? Well, um, I would say that it actually chose me. I actually saw the problem in my own life. And um, before I was any of like an income strategist full time into that and gaining that particular title, um, I was a hairstylist for since I got out of high school. And um, I had this gift and this talent that actually helped me to generate six figures. Um, I generated six figures at the age of 20 and did that consistently until I was 24. And then I picked up, I'm from New York, and I decided that I needed a different pace of life. And I moved to California and in one year opened a salon. This is just a quick recap, just so you know. Um, and anyway, to make a long story short, um, I actually was running my business very efficiently. And then I just wasn't looking to the right or the left of me. I just had one eye on the prize, right? And I realized that there were other African-American stylists that were following this blueprint that was, we work hard. We take every client. We're in there from sunrise to sunset. And I was the chick that was going in at nine and leaving at four. I was the chick that wasn't working every Saturday. And um, the pandemic hit. And I realized that 
a lot of people were suffering and struggling. And I just answered a need, <laughs> really. And I realized that I didn't want to, um, in our industry, we call it like educators. I realized slowly but surely that the recipe that I had saw for myself, my blueprint, actually fall in line with being an income strategist. And so I wanted to connect with my people to realize that they were following my blueprint that I saw for myself. And now I'm just sharing that. I have the privilege and the honor of sharing that with others that want that same um, that same freedom in life um, and just thinking outside the box. So that's what I did before walking into this income strategist. <laughs> I love it. You know, one of the things that is very interesting to me is the lack of financial literacy in our community, right? I had a conversation with someone a couple of months ago, and I'm from Bermuda. So there is a lot of wealth in Bermuda. Um, and this person that I was talking to was an underwriter, was making, you know, six figures at least a year. Um, and she was telling me that she had gone into one of the wealth institutions and was turned away because she didn't make enough money. And I thought that was very interesting that, you know, the distribution of financial information is has been limited to those within who have power. And one of the reasons why I think it's so important for us as Black women to have these conversations about financial literacy and building our own businesses is because it starts with us. That information has been kept away from us for generations. And if we learn what we need to learn, we change the generations to come. We start building generational wealth instead of aiming to be rich, right? We actually know how to handle money. It allows us to change our relationship with money. So as an income strategist who is focused on helping women charge their worth, which is, again, <laughs> a struggle for us in our community, what do you think is the most important thing that someone has to learn in order to get a good gra grasp of financial literacy? So I am going to say this and probably backpedal a little bit. The first thing is release the story. The story about no one taught me, no one showed me, no one, you know, we keep telling that same story over and over. Most people at this point in time own an iPhone, own something, right? And will spend quite a bit of money in that, for that materialistic thing. And so when you release the look rich idea and you actually start looking for the information, right? Because you have to seek and you shall find. When you are a good seeker and you're seeking the right information and you're connecting with the right people, I didn't start learning about my financial literacy by just only seeking, right? I had to knock. I had to ask. I had to, I didn't care about my color of my skin, right? That I can't change. So I released the story because my story, everybody got a story, right? Everybody has a story. But I released that story and I started to put myself in places where they were doing that because iron sharpens iron. Even if they don't want us there, I'm going to walk in the room, I'm going to own it, and I'm going to, I'm not looking for your approval. What I have done was put myself in positions where they were doing certain things and I was watching and I was asking questions and I made sure that I was starting at a place where it wasn't about my ego, 
I just knew that what I was shown in my family tree that I wanted something different for us. And it's a matter of going into places that make you uncomfortable. And then as you show them who you are, then you can then operate and ask the right questions. So that's the part of the first part. The second part is now when you are able to receive that information, right? How are you going to apply it in your everyday life, right? What are some of the things that you are going to say, I am no longer going to do because money is a source, right? And I'm a firm believer that it's going to come to you. What I think, what I seek, what I sow, I'm going to reap. But if I'm sowing into, this is like, Someone into being on the conversation, the same conversation, girl, I had no money this month. And what conversations are we having? I'm not sowing into that, right? I'm going to plant a seed of prosperity. That means everything around me is going to come from a place of prosperity. My children are going to, I'm going to speak it over my life. And I know that sounds very cliche, but then what are some of the reasons why we're getting turned down when we go into the financial institutions, right? Who do I have to be connected to, to go and put my money in the right place? Am I going for the grant? Am I going to the boring stuff, right? That's not shown on TV so that I can get my foot in the door. Sometimes when the no one's knocking, you have to create the door, right? Create the door so that you can then open the door when people are starting to knock. You have to just create it for yourself. And that's something that I think as black people, we are resilient. We can't keep telling the story. And so that's where I'm a firm believer. It starts in the mind, right? And then you sense it in your heart and then you can execute it. I mean, when I got out of school, I said I was going to make six figures, period. I was not going. So I didn't go and work in a traditional black salon. I actually went and worked in a traditional white salon. What were they doing that I wasn't doing, right? That's it. I bought my lunch to school. You know, I bought my lunch to work. I did not buy the, the best and the greatest car. I went to a community college. Why? Because I didn't I didn't want to be in debt. I, I just knew. And I remember them talking about how do you handle the money? And, you know, at that time it was cash register. So she was showing me and I was watching. I was that hungry. So a lot of the information is right in front of our faces, but we we have a lot going on in our lives that we we tend to block it out. So that's the first start, honestly. And I think that if a lot of people can peel back the layers of understanding where the, the root cause of it. Because um, if you carry a poverty mindset, it shows up in everywhere. It's not just in your pockets. It's everything that you do. <laughs> everything. Okay. <laughs> I've told this story before about when I was when I was growing up, my mom used to buy a 50 pound sack of potatoes and a case of chicken. And we literally had chicken and potatoes. And at one point in time, I glorified that. Because that's all I knew, right? I used to say, girl, this back's been built on chicken and potatoes, right? Because <laughs> that's what I knew. I've never had a bad paying job, but that chicken and potato mentality followed me. And particularly when I started my business, I remember telling my mom I was going to make a $5,000 investment. And she was like, girl, we can't afford that. That's <laughs> a <that> statement. <laughs> right? <laughs> I respected it because she understood where I was, but I, I wanted something different for myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be eating chicken and potatoes for the rest of my life. Right. And I said to her, like, with all respect, I can't stay in your lack mentality. I understand what where you're there. I understand that your experiences are very different. You grew up differently. You have to watch a dollar a lot differently than I've ever had to do, but I cannot stay there 
if I want to see something different in my life. So you saying, you know, change a story, let go of that and go out there and find information. That is so important. I call myself like an information pillager. <laughs> You're not hiding anything from me, right? <laughs> if you don't want to tell me, I'll go find it out myself. And that is the that's the vibe we have to bring to leveling ourselves up. The reality is people are not going to give us a step up in life. And if we want something different, we have to choose something different. Mm-hmm. I was watching one of your YouTube videos and you really went into that about, you know, when you are leveling up in life, you have to be willing to let go of where you are today. You have to be willing to make the changes that you need in order to get to where you want to be. So I want to dig into that a little deeper. I mean, because a lot of times the reasons why we don't let go is because we're comfortable. We are biologically wired to stay in our comfort zones. I mean, it's not like, you know, we choose this. We are biologically wired to stay in our comfort zone, right? But it's about fighting to change that narrative so that we can see something different in our lives. So let's dig into that. Let's talk about the comfort zone first. Let's talk about the willingness to let go. I mean, you know. Wow. Um, It's one that I'm super passionate about. And it's also the area that I had struggled with for years. So I'm talking from experience, guys. Um, But I would say that think of being, for those who have conceived, and there might be people who haven't conceived, right? But think of conception, right? It takes a baby, like you, you make the baby, right? And then you're pregnant for about literally 10 months. They say nine, but it's 10. And so when I was becoming a mother for the first time, I remember I was like 41 weeks and you're supposed to go to 40. And my son was like not coming at all. And it was like, he is in position, but he is comfortable. And I said, this boy got to get an eviction notice because mama's body is done, right? (laughs) I was over it. I was like, it is time for this boy to go. But there's like, he's really comfortable. You have to make him uncomfortable for him to come. And I was doing everything. I was trying all the old myths and everything that someone could tell me, right? Oh, rub hot sauce on you, eat spicy food, go get a pedicure, just doing all these different things to make him come out. But as soon as we were making him completely uncomfortable and we had to go to the hospital, make him uncomfortable, he came really quickly and was great. And when I seen the joy on this baby face, it was like, welcome to the world, right? So let's tie this into our business, right? We want to go to the next level right? Everybody's like the next level, but don't even know what that looks like. The next level requires getting uncomfortable. That means you're going to have to spend some money, right? That means you might actually max out um, all different parts of your bank account, right? And I'm not saying go broke 99. I'm just saying you're going to sacrifice. That word is meaning uncomfortable, right? It's completely uncomfortable. It's going to cost you something, that might cause you with friends, right? If your friend group is not where the level of where you desire to go, it's time to get a new network, right? And that causes uncomfortable conversations because you're changing, right? Now let's go to, we talked about your finances, right? You're gonna have to probably spend some money, spend, invest in the coach, spend some money learning some new trades and techniques, right? And so a lot of times that is a pull. It's like, I wanna go to the next level, but I don't wanna spend my own money. We're looking for free 99. Sorry, boo, don't work that way, right? Let's go to the mindset. I might not be able to watch all these TV shows and 
talk to my family as much because I am focused on where I'm trying to go, the next level, right? So if you think of the people, you think of the places, you think of the things, you have to be completely focused on what it is. Now, it's not easy to be uncomfortable. My my son was like chilling in there like, oh, I'm just going to swim up in here and stay here until I'm comfortable. But that's the same thing. We all put this unrealistic, like I want to go to the next level, but we don't count the costs, right? And so I'm just going to tell you my story. I have been a hairstylist for 20 years. I put down at a very young age, I'm going to retire at 20, like 20 years when I hit that 20 year mark and I hit that 20 year mark. And I was like, Ooh, I put it down, but am I willing to go to the next level? I knew that was a new version of myself, but saying RIP to that old version, let me tell you something. It is the hardest thing to let go because you don't know what the other side looks like. And you don't even know the road you're about to take. You don't even know the alignment that it's going to take. And when you're walking through the uncomfortable stage, there's going to be a new version of yourself that you haven't even tapped into. That you're going to say, oh, I don't know this person, but let me get to know this person. You're going to be in in areas in your life or network with people that you might feel like you're not qualified. But I'll tell you something. You are more than qualified to walk in the room. If you enter the room, that means you're qualified. Never get uncomfortable with like, am I qualified? We're all human beings. So if you enter that door, stay in that door and don't let what you think in your mindset tell you that you're not qualified. Enter the room. There you are. Work that room like never before. You never know the seed that you're planting, right? Your finances. I invested heavily. My husband and I invested heavily into our business. And it definitely, we put all of our eggs in a basket because we believed in what we were doing. It was attached to our purpose. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I just be like, yo, my savings is not looking the way I used to, right? We feel more comfortable with our savings being where it used to, but I know what's on the other side. And I know that there's a sacrifice and it's not about me. Actually, everything that we say the next level, we have a responsibility that anyone's connected to that next level is going to be blessed by what you just walked through. And so if your purpose is truly aligned to what you are doing, it's never about you. So you got to get out of your own way and walk that uncomfortable journey. And it's not fun doing it sometimes. A lot, a lot of jams dropped there, right? <laughs> like, listen, you got to get comfortable. You got to be willing to let go. And, you know, I like to say sometimes it's better to just stop fighting the tide, mm. right? Just stop fighting the tide. You stop drowning, actually, when you stop fighting the tide. But it's having that awareness that things have to change. And also having that awareness that, listen, everything you do along this journey, it may not make sense to you in this moment at all. The trials and tribulations that you may have, the, the roadblocks that you may encounter, you may be sitting on the side of the road like, nah, I took a wrong turn here. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. But everything that is happening is shaping you mm-hmm. to the form that you need to be in to truly receive the amazing blessings that are further along the road. I like watching Forged in Fire. And I don't know why I like watching these things because I'm not an outdoorsy kind of girl, right? But I just always think it's interesting how they can take this ugly piece of metal, heat it, bang it. I mean, like, pond it, (laughs) right? And then sharpen it to this beautiful piece of art 
that we call knowings. And that is the same with our journey, right? Yeah. We get heated. We get put under pressure. We get pounded. We get sharpened and shapened. Mm. But what comes out of that is an amazing, amazing piece of art. So if someone is listening to this and they're saying, well, I don't even know what is the first step to stepping up and being uncomfortable, what would you say to them? Ooh, I love that. Because the first step is just saying yes, right? Yes, I'm even going to do whatever this is. You already know what it is, right? You know what you're trying to get to, but you have to be willing to say yes. And I always say that yes comes with a price, right? And we just don't know it. I'm a huge component of writing, counting the costs, right? Um, Because I like numbers. So I'm always like, what is this going to cost me, right? Every investment comes with a cost, right? And I love, I don't like to use the word price because it it feels like it's something that's going to cost me my life, right? So I always say the investment. So I write down what is, what, what is the goal, right? Because everybody knows what their goal is. And then I also say, okay, my yes is at the bottom. I do wear a lot of stuff on like pen and paper. Um, and as hairstylists, we like to scribble and like write our formulas. So I almost write it in like formulas. So I put the yes at the bottom, yes. And then I put the level I'm trying to go to, like where do I see that at, right? And then I write the pros and the cons, which is like, what is it gonna cost me? Like what would be the actionable steps? Now, even if I don't have the information about the the steps and I'm going to go research, I'm gonna find someone who I'm like, that might be at the level that I'm, and I'm gonna read their story. I'm gonna see if I can find their story and what they did, because sometimes we just don't have the knowledge, right? We're just thinking it, right? But then we're gonna try to find it. And so I think that it always starts with the yes, which is your willingness, right? That means you're willing to say, I'm stepping out the boat of this season and I'm gonna do it. And so whatever that path is, it's like, what am I willing to do? Now I write the yes. And then I say, what am I willing to do in this season? What can I do? What is my willingness to say, okay, these are the actionable steps that I can do at this time, whether it costs me, whether it's like a resource or my time. And that willingness might say something like, okay, I'm going to read about this job, right? Or this business model. I'm going to read daily. I am actually going to work out and get up at five o'clock. Like those are some, these are super small, simple things. But I will tell you, if your body and your mind is not sharpened, then you can't even go to the next level. So that's the first thing. So there's some sacrifices there with the body that you have to do. And then it's the other actionable steps. So I always say, start with your yes, and then find out what, what can you do in with everything that you have today? What can you do to start moving in that direction? Um, And a lot of people start with like free resources, right? But I would say start with your mind. A book is free and go to the library. You can read a lot of stuff online. You can take a lot of free classes. Um, I just say, don't get start, don't get stuck in that free zone because you can get comfortable there too. And then you don't want to actually take the next hurdle to say, I'm going to invest in myself, right? And that, what does that investment look like? So I'm going down my list and my timeline to get to that. So what's the investment, right? I'm either going to hire a coach or I'm going to hire a mentor. Or I'm going to enroll in school, whatever that job that you're trying to do. Um, and then keep it simple, right? Don't try to do everything at once. Keep it simple. So my steps was my yes. My steps was my willingness. My next step was the investment. And then now it's like the process time, right? And that's all the seed, right? So your yes, your willingness, all of that is the seed where nobody knows about you. You're not putting yourself out. You're just doing 
the research, right? And that's the willingness, that's the see, you're underground. Then you start watering it, right? And once you start watering it, now it's the process. This is where the growing happens. This is where the uncomfortable, the stretching and the ability, putting yourself out there, being visible, all of that is the watering. And then you think you have reached this level of success, right? The next level. But a lot of times people don't enjoy the process to get there. So they never feel like they've accomplished it. So I like to write things down because that's a real vision board for me. That's not some pictures I put all together, right? I I don't really want to put a whole bunch of pictures to image myself there. I do something called live vision boarding, which we can get into that if you like. But um, I think that's the like the steps that you should have to take. And I probably answered more than what you wanted, but I just wanted to give people a lot so they can understand <laughs> what it looks like. That was great. And I love the fact that you use, you know, that farming example, because I talk about it like, listen, building a business is like a farm. If you're not willing to clear the ground, you know, do the hard work in the beginning, you're not going, you're not going to appreciate the harvest, the harvest when you reap it. And another thing that was great was the yes, right? A lot of people get stuck with, okay, if I say yes, what does that mean, right? What what does it going to mean for me? And they want to have all the answers. They want to know the exact route. And it doesn't work like that. I think the yes can be likened to getting in your car and turning on your GPS, right? You you turn the engine on, you're getting ready to go, but your GPS is still calculating. It's still calculating route, calculating route, calculating route. But as you finally pull out of your parking bay or wherever you are and you start going down the road, your route is getting calculated. You make a wrong turn, guess what? That GPS is calculating route again. And you just have to hold on to the fact that just taking the step is all you need to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. Life will guide you. The Lord will guide you as Mm -hmm. you move forward. And, you know, you shouldn't allow yourself to get hung up on, well, I don't know what the next step is going to look like. I don't know. If I take this next step, I don't know. You know, none of us know. We always bank on this certainty. But certainty, just like perfection, does not exist Mm -mm. right you Mm -mm. get up every day you walk across the street guess what boo you don't know that you're gonna make it to the other side and if you're willing to take that risk why not take a bigger risk because the rewards are gonna be greater for you Mm. I just I would like to add to that because it's it's very powerful when you said about the gps a lot of times the reason why we don't say yes is because we're afraid of the failure right? And a lot of us don't know how to process the failure, but I'd like to tell people that failure is a new success, right? I had to solve a problem. Anything that you do in business or whatever that next level is, right? You're solving a problem for someone You've and it's through your failures, right? But if you never say yes, you never take the turn. Like I would say, think of failure as a GPS. Like you're just making a wrong turn. You're not even listening to the GPS, right? So you could be listening to God and be like, I'm being obedient, right? Everything is great. And then you're going to get off in the right. Someone showed you something shining. You make a right. And you realize that wasn't the right turn. And then you're like, oh, this was horrible. Why did I do that? But it looked shiny, right? It looked great. This was like, this would be the shortcut, right? Because a lot of times we don't listen. We get off the wrong and make the wrong turn because we just jamming out to our music. We're having a good time, right? And then you realize that you made a wrong turn. 
but you got to get back on track. And the, like you said, it will reroute you and get you right back off track. That is this ingredient to the success or the next level that you're trying. You cannot skip making these failure mistakes, but you had to start at the yes. And so I love that. We're, we're in sync, girl. We, we here. <laughs> this is what it's about. Listen, I, I love the fact that these conversations, I mean, you know, I send out an email. I'm like, look, it's just going to be an organic conversation. with just whatever happens, happens. But <laughs> the conversations always end up exactly where they need to be with the gems that need to be dropped. Listeners, like we are here telling you to just say yes. Take that mm-hmm. first step. Trust that you will end up where you need to be. You may not like the scenery along the way right? You may get scared. You might end up in the ghetto (laughs) at a dead end, but guess what? It is not the end of the road for you. And there is always something to learn, right? Even when you end up at that dead end, if you end up down that dark alley once again, you know not to turn left this time. (laughs) And that is the most amazing thing. So Angelica, tell us a bit more about what you do and, you know, how our listeners can connect with you. So I, at this time, I support, as I mentioned earlier, I support hairstylists, beauty professionals, and actually coaches and consultants uh, that service-based businesses uh, through my coaching services and consulting. And so I actually help, if you're in the coaching stage or consulting, I actually help you cultivate your gift and make it into something lucrative, right? Master your message, master who you want to um, support and why, right? Um, But it has to tie to your story, your navigation, your success strategy, right? Um, And a lot of times that's just pulling out what's in you. It's in you as innate. So I do that um, individually with people. And then my baby is Charger Worth Academy. And that is our academy that is for beauty professionals um, to actually grow their finances, right? Start that financial literacy, get the support they need. We are very big in uh, Charger Worth Academy of giving our community, um, the resources they need. So they partner not only with me, but a tax strategist. We give them a lawyer that's partnered with Charger Worth Academy. They get a branding and marketing expert that helps them actually run their business so efficiently and then put the ground, right? Building that foundation. And so I have a three-month program and a six-month program. Um, And so we have a lot of other amazing things coming, but they can connect with me on all of my social media platforms. I'm Angelica Prather. You can go to angelicaprather.com and actually book a consultation with me. um, If any of those things ignite or share it with someone, I do host a live show called The Chair's Blueprint. And I just partner with other um, bomb CEOs of their business, sharing their story, creating a platform, whether someone is going to give them a platform. I just love partnering and I can't do anything alone. So I'm a big component of community. So if you happen to find me on Instagram, I'm Angelica D. Prather or LinkedIn, Angelica Prather. You just put Angelica Prather in, you can find me. <laughs> and that's Prather, like P-R-A-T-H-E-R, because a lot of people sit, put it in, they're like, it came up as Prather. So it's Prather. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm doing right now and raising my beautiful children. So I'm doing it momming, I'm doing it wifing, and it don't look easy and it doesn't come easy. So don't look at the pretty smile. I mean, like she got it together. I do not. I just got a good schedule and good boundaries. 
<laughs> good schedule, good boundaries. You heard it here. And that's exactly what is needed. You know, I had someone tell me a couple of weeks ago when I was telling them all that I had going on. And they were like, oh my God, you make it seem so easy. I said, girl, I am a sworn, trust and believe below the water. <laughs> it is hectic, but I stick to a schedule and I make it work. So that is so important. Do you have any final words for our listeners? So ladies who are choosing your hustle, um, know that your natural gifts and talents, it's right there. It's right in front of your face. Don't try to mirror what you think success is. Don't try to be anything but who God intended you to be. Um, and don't let your story hold you hostage. Go for everything that you want. When you look back at your life and they're going to ask you what you did with the dash. Everyone has a start date. Everyone has an end date. But that dash is what people are going to talk about. And we're not doing this for people to talk about it, but we're doing it to leave an imprint. So make sure that you are doing it with every fiber in your body that when you close your eyes, you're going to be very happy of what you've accomplished. Nobody can take that from you. So stay on your hustle, stay on your grind and um, knock it out, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What did you do with the dash listeners? What did you do with it? But we're going to end it there. And as always, I want to remind you to walk as if every step you take is about to create an avalanche because boo you are here to change the world i'll see you next week thank you for listening to choosing her hustle if you enjoyed this episode be sure to press the subscribe button if you want to join in the conversation follow me on instagram at Choosing Her Hustle Podcast, where I'll be going live every Thursday to dig a little deeper into this week's episode. So make sure you bring your questions and comments and join our amazing community. If you want to support us, share, 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 and make sure to leave us a rating and review. See you next week.